going on? 14. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And post-COVID, we've had to have a 85% reduction in milkshakes due to all the boys it was bringing to my yard. Damn right. It's better than yours. <laughs> now make it clap. Would you teach me, Josh? I'd have to charge. I just threw up a little. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, in uh, case that didn't clue you in. Yeah, w- it probably didn't. <laughs> For sure, <right? laughs> I can't imagine how it would have. No, that show's about moves. What are we talking about? <laughs> um, no, we're talking about yards. Yards, front yards, backyards. I can tell you right now, I have absolutely no idea where this show is going to go. Out back. Yeah. Maybe in the front. Business in the front, party in the back. Hmm? <laughs> like a lemonade stand or something. The grass is always greener. I don't know. All right, if you like grass, and we know Patrick does, <laughs> you might also like the shows on the Podcast Collective, such as I Am Salt Lake, The Dog and Deuce Show, The Portland Beer Club Podcast, Talk Music to Me, and of course, The Red Dead Radio Hour. Wow. That's it. Son, I am disappointed. <laughs> you know, it was getting out of hand. It was getting, you know, really like crazy and long and strung out and weird. So I just have to keep it short this week. Like asteroids. You rolled over the machine. Went from 999 <laughs> to 1. <laughs> All right. So if you're looking for some more of this, we are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Blu-ray, Stitcher, TalkShoe. We are on Spotify, Podverse FM, NoonFM.com. Talk, we're all over the place. Go over to uh, Apple Podcasts, leave us, leave us a review, and you can head over to Podchaser and leave us a review also. You can also find us on Good Pods and give us a follow to find shows that we have followed, and perhaps a network will be built. Yes. I'm not sure how it works yet. Dum, but... dum, dum. What? But we're there. We're, we're on Good Pods. Sound like that was something dramatic was said, so I just figured oh. I'd give it a little emphasis. Yeah. But speaking of dramatic emphasis, do we have any voicemails? <gasps> do we? Oh, we do have a voicemail. What's that <gasps> number again, Mike? That is 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. And you too can be featured. Yes. Click and call on Facebook too. Facebook too? <laughs> yes. It's even worse than Facebook one. <laughs> it's even facier, Bookie. I'm already banned from it. Oh. <laughs> Has been banned from Facebook too for three weeks now. <laughs> All right, so we we have a we have a pair of voicemails that we have condensed into a single voicemail. So here we go. Hey guys, it's Daniel again. Uh, sorry it took me so long to get back to you. Uh, my uh, my podcast app hasn't updated your show for a few weeks, so I had to go back to your website and get caught up there. But um, so. Uh, I don't really have a favorite show, but I will say that your your shows like your your food shows or your I don't know furniture breakfast cereals those those kind of weird topics they're always gold for me I I love those shows and uh, I think a lot of the other listeners do too but uh, I guess while we're at it my my least favorite show. Um, I don't really remember Peter Pan very well, but I do remember the mime show because it made me so <laughs> mad. 
because I needed something to listen to. And, uh, you know, I always love your guys' shows. It's always insightful and usually thought-provoking. But um, I thought my, my app had stopped working or my phone had stopped working. So by the time I really figured out what was going on, I was just mad all around. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my least favorite show. Love you guys. Yeah, that makes you, sense. You made us so happy with that. <laughs> yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, it truncated the second voicemail, but that's all right. It was a happy birthday greeting to Pat. We're not going to go through all this again. To just to uh, try and get that on there. Uh, well, it was actually pretty uh, fortuitous that we played that this week because uh, this is one of those, as he called them, weird topics. Our memory shows that he says are pure gold. Yeah, well, I appreciate that because a lot of times we're coming up with these ideas and we're like, yeah, let's talk about furniture. Really? Yeah, okay. And then we wind up talking for two hours about furniture and it's it's gold, but then we'll talk about like a super popular TV show that we all like and and, and we feel it's kind of meh, but the weird shows always go. Yeah, because with those, we're just like, oh, I really liked it. Well, what did you like about it? Uh, it? It was good. I liked it. And then with the the memory shows, it just goes off in weird places. Well, and I, I know that we enjoy them, so it's good to hear that other people enjoy them as much as we enjoy doing them. Yeah. And if you've got some weird ideas, definitely send them to us. Be like, hey, I want to hear your, I mean, breakfast cereal, I think, was the first weird idea that we did. And that was show, like, between five and ten, I think. It was a long time ago. And we never know where they're going to go. Uh, that that's part of the fun of it, I think, for us anyway, is it's it's a little looser. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes the places it goes are more fun than the topic itself, sometimes, you know. Like today's show. Yes. Today we're talking about lawns and grass. And yards. Yes. Does the front yard match the backyard? Is that a phrase people use? I don't think it is. Maybe in Texas? I don't know. You don't like a bushy backyard? Wait. What? (laughs) I think it's about that time. Uh, uh, I think you broke Joel. (laughs) This week in music, movies, and TV. Sports! All right, so this week, Patrick has chosen July 15th, 1957. That was the day that the pink lawn flamingo was designed. Uh, It was designed by a gentleman by the name of Don Featherstone. Uh, The first flamingo's name created was uh, called Diego. And from that point on, it has become an icon of pop culture. Hmm. I didn't know I shared a birthday with the pink flamingo. Oh, it all makes sense now. That's why I stand on one leg in my front yard. <laughs> That's why I wore so much pink in college. Yep, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's a music. The number one song in the land was Let Me Be Your Teddy Bear by Elvis Presley. That's a classically, you think Elvis, that's like a 100% him right there. I love that song. It is a great song. Now, was that one that Carl Perkins wrote? Or no? 
No, he wrote Blue Suede Shoes. Yeah. I can't remember who wrote Teddy Bear, actually. I don't care enough to look it up right now. Sorry. I'm looking it up. Bernie Lowe. Bernie Lowe? Yep. Hmm. Bernie Lowe. Who who is Bernie Lowe with? It was written by Cal Mann and Bernie Lowe. Oh. Well, all right then. There you go. When they say get low, they're talking about Bernie. Get low, (laughs) get low. I was more intrigued by the Cal Mann. It was written by Cal Mann and Bernie Lowe? K A L Cal Man. It's gonna be a hit. So, born July 9th, Mark Peter Sinclair Almond, OBE, is an English singer, songwriter, and musician. Almond first began performing and recording in this synth pop new wave duo, Soft Cell. Ah, nice tie in. He also has had a diverse career as a solo artist. Almond's career spanning over four decades has enjoyed critical and commercial acclaim, and he has sold over 30 million records worldwide. He was appointed Officer of the Order of the British Empire in 2018 for services to the arts and culture. Wait, not just because of Tainted Love, right? Could Um, be. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it's definitely part of it, but it's... I mean, the Queen could have been like, I love that song. Give him a knighting. We don't have any any swords left, ma'am. Well, then give him an office or something or other. I don't know. We've been contributing to uh, the uh, arts and culture. When do we get our officer of the order of the British Empire? Well, we're not British citizens. That's mm. I think that's the first thing right there. You got to be like British and shit. Technically, we're all British, right? Well, not all of us, but a lot of us. Sign me up. I'm down with OBE. <laughs> God, yeah, you, you made him fit. Vodka all over my keyboard. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. Next up, Bruce Hall Crump Jr., born July 17th, was a drummer with the rock band Molly Hatchet from 1976 to 1982 and 1984 to 1991. He also played as a member of the Canadian band Steelheart in the early 1980s, and joined several of his former Molly Hatchet bandmates in the band Gator Country in the mid-2000s. Wait, Molly Hatchet reformed as Gator Country? Sure, why not? I didn't know that. Me either. I mean, I've heard of Steelheart. I'm not up on my Molly Hatchet trivia. <laughs> I will I will tell you this. When I was a lad, went to the record store when they were sold, saw Molly Hatchet in there, I was like, this looks awesome. Went home, and I will tell you right now, the album cover did not follow through on what I got on that record. <laughs> it was, you know, I was expecting, you know, metal and all that. I got flirting with disaster, <laughs> which was still pretty good, but at the same time. You got more Molly and less Hatchet. Exactly. <laughs> For a South Rock band, they had great album covers, man. I think every, almost all of them were by Frazetta, I think. Well, I just linked in the show notes the Gator Country YouTube page that has links to all of their 13 tracks. <laughs> all of them? All of them. So you got more Gator Country than you can shake a stick at. But it, what it doesn't have is Bruce Holcrump because he died in 2015. Oh, it didn't say that in the notes. Well, it wasn't part of this week. This was the week he was born. Oh. Oh. 
I'm used to death in the Twee more than Burthen. Well, there's some coming. Uh, oh, well, in that case, on the final note for music, Peter John Joseph Murphy, born July 11th, is an English singer, songwriter, and musician. He was a vocalist of the goth band Bauhaus. He is known as the acronym of the week, TGOG. The God of Gonads. <laughs> Uh, yeah. you, you always know how how simple it is to get a laugh. Just go for the crotch. Yeah, just go, go yeah. for the gonads. You know, that's <laughs> what I think. Getting punched in the crotch. That's a laugh and a half right there. <laughs> but football in the crotch had a football, football. in the crotch. <laughs> I would uh, say. That is, that is not the god of gonads. That is the godfather of goth. Oh, yeah. You were relatively close. Because everybody wants a 10-minute version of uh, Bela Lugosi's Dead. Right. And as as probably the closest one, I'm... All right, I have more than my fair share of Bauhaus albums, but still. Bela Lugosi's Dead is pretty pretentious. All right, moving on to movies. The number one movie in the land was Island in the Sun. I don't know that movie. Ah, I got it right here. Set in the 1950s on a British-ruled Caribbean island, this drama deals with local politics, interracial relationships, social inequality, racism, adultery, and murder. Yeah. Also a family film. Sounds fun. I mean, it stars James Mason, Dorothy Dandridge, Joan Collins, Harry Belafonte, Stephen Boyd. Just sounds pretty good. Losing steam here. John Justin. Barbara Upton, who on there too yeah this sounds like something like i would dig up and watch yeah all right uh kelly mcgillis who was born on july 9th she's an american actress widely known for her film roles such as in witness with harrison ford top gun with tom cruise and the accused with jodie foster hmm other family film <laughs> if you like pinball mm. are you a pinball wizard i don't think i've ever seen the accused Probably should. It it's not an upbeat film. The accused. Yeah. Not even a little. No. All right, uh, Cameron Crowe, who's an American and director, screenwriter, journalist, author, and actor. He was born in Palm Springs, California, on July thirteenth. Among the oh. films he's created or directed, we have Almost Famous, Jerry Maguire, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Say Anything, Singles, and more. He was also married to Nancy Wilson of the band Heart. Hmm. Guy's a hell of a filmmaker. I still have yet to see Almost Famous. It's good. It is. From what I understand, you need to be in the right mindset to watch it. I don't know if I've hit that just yet. All right, uh, George Allen Cleveland. He was a Canadian film actor who appeared in more than 180 films between the years of 1930 and 1954. Cleveland is perhaps best remembered today as George Gramps Miller in early years of the long-running U.S. television series Lassie. Cleveland appeared in the first three seasons and in the first 12 episodes of the fourth season. He died in between filming the episodes on July 15th. His death was written into the 13th episode of the fourth season and became the storyline motive for selling of the farm and the departure of the Millers for Capital City. No. Huh? Capital City! 
get a rope. All right. And on July 20th, Donna Dixon, who is an American actress and beauty queen from Couch Trip and the film Bosom Buddies, she was born in Alexandria, Virginia. The show Bosom Buddies, but other than that. Oh, show? Yeah. Yeah, Tom uh, Hanks is... Show. I don't know why Peter, I thought uh, Bosom Buddies was the film. Peter Scolari. Yep. Oh, she was the, she was in uh, Spies Like Us also. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. She played one of the Russian girls. And their mom. What was, what was she in a hurry for? There you go. Just racked up another kick in the gun. Conan's mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> That's our Joel. <sighs> All right. So TV, the top shows in the land were Gunsmoke, The Danny Thomas Show, Tales of Wells Fargo, and Have Gun Will Travel. What are those I am not familiar with? Have Gun Will Travel was the story of a bounty hunter <laughs> named Paladin. Dude. <laughs> Tales of Wells Fargo. That's where people just like randomly sign you up for uh, credit cards. Not that Wells Fargo. Agent Jim Hardy shifts over its history from being mostly an agent helping Wells Fargo cope with bad guys to being the owner of a ranch near San Francisco, California and still does some agent work. It's a terrible summary. IMDb, you suck. It it went on for six seasons, from from uh, 57 to 62, starring Dale Robertson as Jim Hardy. And if you like this, you may also like Wagon Train, the Virginian. Uh, that, that, yeah, that, that tracks, for sure. Yeah. Huh. It's in that weird 50s, everything's about the Westerns segment that they had there. So, But moving on, Lucius Fisher Buddy Foster IV was born on July 12th. That's a mouthful. He began his professional acting career at the age of eight in various television series throughout the late 1960s and early 70s. Foster appeared in co-starring roles on Hondo, Green Acres, and Mayberry RFD. He had smaller roles on Dragnet and the famous Petticoat Junction. He is also the voice talent of the little boy in the famous 1969 Tootsie Pop commercial, Mr. Owl, How Many Licks Does It Take? Aww. He made his final screen appearance with a small role on Foxes, which starred his younger sister, ready for it? Jodie Foster. What? Dun, dun, dun. dun. What? I had no idea. No. That, that is, like, mind-blowing trivia if we were to drop that on somebody. Who is the sister of the kid who did the voice of the Tootsie Roll commercial? Petticoat Junction. They lived in Hooterville. And lastly, moving on to sports. Nick Faldo, English golfer and winner of the U.S. Masters in 1989, 1990, and 1996, and the British Open in 1987, 1990, and 92, was born July 18th in Welwyn Garden City, Hertfordshire. 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 I'm sure in English probably pronounced Hershire or something. Nick Milaj. Luxury. <laughs> <Yeah. Nicolaj. laughs> 
And lastly, Peter Neil Webb, born July 14th in Auckland, is a former New Zealand cricketer who played in two tests and five ODIs from 1980 to 1984. Webb had a long connection with England cricket sides, appearing for Brighton and Hove CC, Ellen Cricket Club, Dulwich Cricket Club, and Stafford Cricket Club. Webb also made one appearance for Staffordshire Minor County side. He appeared as professional for the Ellen and Stafford Cricket Clubs, winning the Sykes Cup in 1979 with Ellen Cricket Club. It was a very, very weak week for sports. Week, 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 week. <laughs> Play us off, keyboard Joel. So it is September, and everyone's mind turns to lawns. Maybe I don't know. As you do, as as it happens, I guess. Yeah, Josh is right. But we we also realize lawns and yards and that sort of thing. I mean, everybody has a lawn and a yard and, and where they played when they were kids and that sort of thing. So um, we're going to roll with that this week. Maybe you lived in an apartment and didn't have a lawn or a yard of your own and had to go to a park. But I don't think that described any of the four of us. Well, and even then, you had, like... A lawn. You had a you had somewhere that you were playing. I mean, there was obviously something in front of said apartment. Mm-hmm. And even in college, you know, there were still yards and lawns and you know things. The quad, man. Yeah, the triangle. The triangle, sir. Yeah, because it was three sided. Yeah, we're not yeah. just talking for us, though. I mean, we were just just talking about maybe you didn't have something. So I will say, quad. I'm probably guessing that 99% of colleges out there had a quad and not a triangle like we did. That's probably true. Yeah. We couldn't afford the fourth side. <laughs> With the amount of tuition? I don't know. Yeah. I'm calling bullshit on that one. All right. So some trivia. As of 2005, lawns covered an estimated 63,000 square miles of the United States. And that's about the size of Texas. That's a lot of grass. It's a whole other country. (laughs) I almost said it for you. I got to give that to you, Joel. That was pretty good. Uh, It's the most grown crop in the United States, and it's not anything that somebody could actually eat. Well, I mean, shouldn't eat. Should, yeah. I mean, shouldn't. shouldn't. That's that there's there's a big gap between those two. Tell me about it. (laughs) stud (laughs) (laughs) so and also lawns require the equivalent of 200 gallons of drinking water per person per day yikes I can tell you I'm saving 200 gallons of water on my lawn right now per person I don't necessarily know about the factuality of that statement it was just one I found somewhere yeah seems like a lot that that does seem like that and my neighbor though well, we'll get to that. <laughs> so what is the first yard that you remember when you were a kid? Any amenities? Did you have sandbox, tree houses? I'm sure Joel had like a tree house with a butler and everything. Ooh, tree house butler. Yeah. It's a monkey butler. It's raining, sir. Can I come inside? <laughs> no, guard the ladder. 
<laughs> the first yard that I remember um, was the first house we had here in Houston, and it had a, a tree in the front yard whose limbs came down low. It was a big, like I think an oak tree. Okay. And it had limbs that came down low enough that you could jump up and grab them and start climbing in it. So I climbed in that thing all the time. Back when I was a youngster. Aww. Yeah, we had a decent sized yard growing up. I remember that when I was very little, we did have a sandbox. It was kind of hammered together just out of, I don't know. I don't know the size of the boards. They seemed pretty big at the time, but I was very little. And it was vaguely triangular shaped, and there was sort of a seat at each of the corners, just sort of hammered in there. Like little triangles on the triangle type of thing? Yeah, well, like if you had a piece of plywood on each of the corners of the triangle, just kind of flat there so you could sit down on the corner. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure my dad built that. Like, I I never asked him about it, but it seems logical that he would have. For the early years of my life, I grew up on Ashland Avenue in Chicago. So yards were like cement. And in between the yards, there was overgrown grass and that sort of thing. And I didn't, I have no recollection of playing out there. I have vague recollections when we lived in Elgin for a while. And I've been told by my mother that apparently we lived in the apartment building there. And I had the downstairs neighbor who was a million years old. And I was playing in the yard and I asked him to help get a basketball out from underneath a car. And my mom came out, and there was like a 95-year-old man crawling underneath the car trying to get the basketball for me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something, and there's a 95-year-old man dead in the driveway. Yeah, well, almost. I mean, to hear my mom tell the story, she's like, and you had this old man crawling under the car to get a basketball for you, and you're like eight years old. Um, He's very persuasive. Yeah. I mean, I was like, hey, can you get the ball for me? He was a cool guy. I mean, as far as I remember, he was a cool guy. I mean, he didn't, like, you know, offer me ice cream and touch me weird or anything like that so that's cool i'll get your basketball (laughs) (laughs) so he's kind of a prude is what you're saying you fat bitch Um, (laughs) get your fat ass back here the the first yard that i remember actually being able to play in was when we lived in bolingbrook and we lived in a condo out there and we had like there was like spokes to this giant grass area in the middle that had a bike path around the center in a circle around it. So there was like a bike path and a sidewalk that came out to our condo and we would play on the bike path and in the big area inside there. You mean my buddy Andy from uh, Toy Story from grade school, actually. Yeah. But no, that was super cool because we had like maybe gauging it now last time i drove by there a couple years ago was maybe about a quarter an acre of just grass and playing you know just to play around in and hills and that sort of thing and then being able to ride your bike around the bike path it was pretty cool i enjoyed that and i didn't have to mow it so that was nice too for me growing up the the first yard that i had because i from the time I was uh brought home to the time i left for college we lived in the same house i lived on like a 45 degree angle hill. So my yard was steep to say the least. And when you got to the, to the top, it leveled off 
and then went to the the other side where the other houses were behind us. So there was a flat area at the top, and there was quite a few old trees. Typical Missouri. <laughs> yes. Joel, go outside and fall down the hill for a little. Get some exercise. 45-degree well, angle hill? What the I, hell? I, I, it, yeah, that's all over Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was very steep. And it kicked ass in the winter, you know, because usually we'd get some water and we'd kind of pour it in like onto a track and then we build a ramp and we'd have the soft snow to get to the track. And then we'd slide down on our sleds, going a hundred miles an hour, hit the, 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 the ramp jump, hit the bottom and then keep going. And of course the, the yard led directly into the street. So if you didn't stop in time, you would go out into the street and sometimes across the street because you were going so fast. The backyard, we didn't have a tree How many house. Kids died doing that? Four. But only three that the police know about. Anyway, so, I mean, it, it was fun in the winter, but during the summer, mowing that thing, fuck. No. It, <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was a pain in the ass. We had like in the share, it was shared with our neighbor and there there was like a weird little oval shaped thing that was full of like trees and random shit. And it it wasn't like knocked off. Like there wasn't like railroad ties around or anything to separate it from the rest of the yard. It was this weird anomaly in the middle that somebody had put together as some sort of a focal point i guess before we got there or at least as long as i'd been there had been there it was usually overgrown and and just kind of random but there was enough trees and stuff in it that you couldn't mow it and you nobody cut it down or so i think it was supposed it was, to be where the druid lived <laughs> it, was, it was supposed to be pretty it's where the 93 year old guy lived that would get the basketballs for us you had a house made of candy <laughs> my mom did have a little section that was squared off with railroad ties that was her bedroom. <laughs> that that she she uh you know had a little garden. Smells well, like creosote in here. It was nice because you know we shared shared the yard with our neighbors on either side, and I hung out with they had kids my age too, so I hung out with both of them, and we'd go from yard to yard running around and being stupid kids. So it was a fun it was a fun yard. Pain in the ass when it got icy, and I started driving and had to park, but my car ended up in the street several times. And the next morning when I woke up. I don't think anybody's going to have a more interesting yard than that. That was a lot to lot to take in, man. <laughs> I mean, between the creosote and your mom's <laughs> railroad ties, there's a lot to absorb. We okay, so we live in the druid hovel. I know. <laughs> he brought up a memory for me, though. I, I recall that we uh, sort of like every winter made our own snow hill just from like the extras from shoveling and we didn't always use a sled. We had like a, a tray that had like Pepsi on it, like a circular tray. And we'd use that as a sled. And that's not a safe thing for a sled. Wait, no runners. it had Pepsi on it. Yeah. It was probably an antique that now you could sell for like 400 bucks. Oh, but- I thought you were saying like you would like pour Pepsi onto it. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> It had like a Pepsi advertisement on it. You know, uh, it's like one of the one of the things they'd love to find in the pickers. All right. Now, Josh, okay, so I'm gonna carry along with this because we used to 
there are sledding hills out where uh, in like the Bolingbrook, Naperville, Aurora area. And we would go out there and we would go to Burger King or McDonald's or whatever and steal trays from them and then go sledding on the trays. Which I think is very similar to what you were doing. Yes, almost certainly. Incredibly dangerous. Always hurt yourself because throwing your body at 50 miles an hour down the side of a icy hill on a two like one foot by two foot uh square plastic sheet was i mean probably just like in line for a 17 year old kid really i mean only ours weren't even plastic they were made of metal oh like like thin hammered metal so it was like christmas vacation what every time you turn on the microwave you piss your pants and forget who you were no where you put that industrial strength had that lubricant yes on yeah. the, yeah. on the metal it? sled and went flying down that was the image i was getting to yeah that's what i was imagining but i mean the the actual hill probably like it seemed tall as a kid but it was just the snow that my dad took off the slab that they'd park on but we'd still we'd managed to get some air <laughs> because we're on this little metal tray Metal trays actually turn out to be great sledding things. Yeah, not safe sledding things, but pretty fun. Safe and fun are two different things. And <laughs> not, they don't always follow the same trajectory, so to speak. Yeah, back in the day, for sure. Yeah. Nowadays, uh, not so much. But lawns. But lawns. Oh, not butt lawns. That's weird. You. <laughs> right? Next question. When you went out to play in the yard, what did it look like? Were there yard games beyond football or frisbee? Hmm. Well, there's always the, the lovely jarts. This, this was an <laughs> excuse for you to be able to talk about jarts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like that was a lead-in. Yeah. Was, well, I thought somebody else was going to start first, but I guess not. There's a family legendary story, but and I found out a new wrinkle on it, by the way. Ooh. Since the last time I told this story. My mom had left with me. I, my sister was probably around nine years old, which would put me at around five years old. And I might have those off by a year or two at the most. We never know. Yeah. But my mom had gone to the hospital with me because I had, I had hit my head on something or whatever. And she was already gone to the hospital with me. So while she was gone, my sister got hit in the face with a, with a lawn dart through the lip. Ugh. Why do I laugh every time you tell this story? I remember this story. Uh. Yeah, because she came running. They threw the, the dart as she came running onto the field. And my dad yelled yelled at her, look out, look out. And she looked up and it just right through the mouth. Like, and so, you know, my dad's like holding her in his lap, waiting for my mom to show up with me from the hospital to drop me off. And he has to get right in the car and take off with her. <laughs> Glad you're here. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, okay. So well, that, was, that, was a, that was a particular, particularly violent little lawn party they were having. <laughs> we we had a a cabin up in Wisconsin around like Chain of Lakes area when I was a kid, and we would go up there for Fourth of July. Like the whole family would show up, like aunts, uncles, that sort of thing. We have a cookout. We would have, and we had probably like six acres up there of just 
Wisconsin area. We played with jarts and we didn't do so much the put the sur you know, he had like this target on one side and target on the other side. It was more of the grab all the jarts in one hand, throw them in the air and run. That was the game that we played. I am amazed that myself and my cousins survived as long as we did. Because I don't and again, going back to the people who launched jarts. Maybe daggers with wings is not the best children's game that you should. Have. <laughs> but it's an excellent metal band name. Oh, daggers with wings! I would listen to them all day long. However, it's dangerous. I, somewhere, somewhere in this house, I still have the jar set from uh, when I was a kid. Does it taste like blood? <laughs> well, they're rusty looking, so I'm going to go with yes. That's not right. Tastes like copper pennies. <laughs> so what are the what? Give me some yard. Did you guys play yard games or what did you what did you guys do in the yards? I I played with like my GI Joes out there in the yard. You know, I'd set up little outside battle scenes, but not being a sports person, we never I never played sports. And uh, outside of sledding, that's I didn't spend a lot of time in the yard other than so no kind of bean bags or. Hmm. Well, we had a basketball goal in every house I ever lived in growing up. I was okay. always outside playing basketball. And then yeah. one of the houses we had, there was a pool in the backyard, so there was always something going on. In the oh, pool. who's rich now, Richie? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, not all of us had yards big enough to go have a sledding hill on them. Jeez. He lived right. on top of the mountain. He was so rich. I know, right, Francis? Do you know the street value of that mountain? <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't do too many. My, my mom was big into gardening. We moved from Elgin to Bolingbrook. And she put up like a, we had like five stalks corn. Some, I recall she grew things. Like she had a garden, but I don't recall actually eating any of it. Uh, we also had two dogs. It was just her way to get out of the house. Yeah, pretty much. We also had the the poop corner. <laughs> poop corner. <laughs> you didn't even have indoor plumbing? <laughs> no. That's where they uh, kept Matthew. Yeah, Matthew was in the poop corner in the lawn. <laughs> but I hope that was for pets. <laughs> and and you are correct, it was. Pets and for corner. bad children. Oh, good. <laughs> the poop corner was for pets. And my dad... Of course, the way he is, you know him. He was like, oh, we're going to be going in the corner and that sort of thing. We might as well make it look nice. So he got like, going back to railroad ties or whatever the hell they were. And he built like a little square, a little area and put down cedar chips for the dogs to poop in. And the dogs would never poop in this thing. He should have built a poop canoe. He, I know, right? A poop <laughs> canoe would have done better. Put Put a poop knife in there. A poop knife, poop canoe, you're doing awesome. But we had the poop corner. And the non poop poop corner. When you let you let the dogs out and the dogs go out and they go they'd poop wherever the hell they wanted, but occasionally I'd have to go out there and put the leash on them, take them out to the poop corner, and they'd poop in the poop corner. And I was in I had to go pick up the poop. Okay, because I've discovered early on that you can't just get around picking up the poop by hitting it with the lawnmower. Because then it just makes the poop go all over the place. So you say. 
It depends on how many. Again, we're how many the can't and shouldn't portion. Yeah, I, I hadn't gotten there yet because it's a future question. What the uh, what your chore was and picking up the dog poop was one of mine. Oh. I did not like it, and we have two dogs, and we do not do it. Oh, I well, we had a golden retriever and an English setter, so there was a lot of poop. That's true. That's much much bigger poops than a terrier and a Shih Tzu. So I'm out there one afternoon, and my dad says, all right, I want you to go out there. Till up the poop corner. I want Ooh. you to, yeah, which it all. That is not a phrase you want to hear. Till up the poop corner. That's not. <laughs> Get out there, son, and till up the poop corner. I think that's a so, Buck Owens song, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm out there. And I'm I'm like, all right, fine. And I'm like, I get the shovel. I'm like, oh, the shovel's not doing it. All right, I need to go get the big, the fork, you know. All right. So I get the poop fork. Get the, <laughs> get the poop fork. And I stand on it, push it down. I'm figuring I'm going to flip all this, you know, the cedar chips that are left in the dirt. I'm just going to roll those over and really mulch them up, that sort of thing. Stick the fork in the ground, stomp on it, pull back. Purr. And as I, I, what I thought, was a root from the bush that was nearby. But I get that leverage and it pop. You feel that pop type of thing. And the second it popped, I hear my sister up in the house go, Cable went out. <laughs> <laughs> so we were lucky enough to have put the poop corner right over the cable box. So nobody on the block had cable for a while until they came out. And the, and the, the poor guy who came out to fix it is like, yeah, where's the cable broken? I'm like, it's in the poop corner. Like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I'm just going to tell you where it is and go in the house and feel bad for a little while. Knocked out the cable for the entire block? This was a simpler time. Oh, yes. Still, that's that's crazy. Time of poop corners and cable guys. And not everybody having their own box. No. God, I hated the poop corner. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. That poop corner sucked. Did you guys have swing sets in your yard? No. Oh, I'm sorry. We did, did just... later, but not when I was young. No, we built one when my niece was born. Jo- Joel had two servants that held their arms together and swung him back and forth. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think uh, I think we always had to walk to the park for swinging. It was one of those parks where everything was on concrete and everything was metal. (laughs) We're two wild and crazy guys. You kids, go to the park. Get your swinging done there. I I know I've told the story, maybe even on the podcast, that uh, one set of swings was actually uh, this horse that was attached by four chains. And you would push the thing on the front of the horse and it would start swinging back and forth. And I love that thing. I'd go pretty high on it. And my brother ran right in front of the metal horse as I was coming back, and it clipped him straight between the eyes. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, he he still has a scar, and he's like 41. Oh, those are, that's awesome, though, to have a scar that you carry that long. Yeah. From, uh, yep, from, from metal horse to the, right between the eyes. <laughs> nice. Here, take a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Ka-chung. 
and half of the things were just like hot things that you could climb on because they were made of metal. And if you fell off, well, you, your fall would be broken by the concrete. <laughs> you go down the slide in the middle of ja- middle of June, and all your ass is left behind on it because it's so freaking hot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Your thighs end up looking like two pieces of bacon. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, but your thighs smell delicious. But, uh, okay, uh, water, kiddie pool, slip and slide, sprinklers, what'd you guys have? Uh, we had the kiddie pool, but everybody had the kiddie pool. The water toy I remember best looked like a clown head, and there was a hat. And the water shot out of the top of the clown head, and the hat would float off of the top and spin around in a circle, and water would shoot out of all sides of the hat. Why is that so good? I had something very similar to that. It was a clown head when it had like like Medusa snake wiring for hair that would like shoot the water everywhere. These are some demonic toys we're talking about. The fun fountain. Yes, the fun fountain clown fountain from Whammo. Yeah. Whammo fun fountain. Yes, I found that. That's terrifying. Yeah, that oh, doesn't sound like fun. So much fun. We love that thing. And you can see there's there's a YouTube video of how high the hat went from the clown. And you could jump over it, and unfortunately you get a little jet of water up the butt. <laughs> or you could just play around, and the sprinkler shot probably better than any other sprinkler I've ever owned in my life. It's like a junior bidet. Reminds me of a nightmare I had. Oh man! I, until we talked about this show, I, I have not thought of the Fun Fountain in a long, long time. Does Whammo? That's a name I have not heard in a long. <laughs> Does Whammo, Whammo still exists? Really? Yeah, they do. They have the foam party plus slip and slide. So you get a slip and slide with this little box that you put some, uh, hook it up to a hose, and then it turns it like bursts like soap foam soap all over the place. Yeah, those slip and slides are a lot of fun. Slip, slip and slide. slide. Until you hit like a rock that's hiding underneath it that you didn't see. Or you hit the stakes that are holding it down on the side. Yeah. There's free shipping on all orders over $20. I never had a slip and slide, but I had friends that had them and they were, yeah. I hit the stakes once and was scared to ever go back on the slip and slide. That would do it, though. I mean, hitting a, hitting a stake at full speed on a slip and slide, that's pretty bad. If we wanted to go swimming, we had to go, you know, up to the, the pool. We didn't have one at our house. Despite popular belief. Did you not even have, like, the little kiddie pool? The, like, two-foot no. deep one? The Mr. Uh, Turtle pool. Who? Miss- we went to the community pool a lot. Wait, wait. You, Joel doesn't know what a Mr. Turtle pool is? Mr. Turtle. Oh, Mr. Turtle pool. Yeah. No, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, I, I know what that is. I mean, we had I to have it. it too, yeah. it, we had to have a kiddie pool because the community pool was not safe. Yeah. <laughs> like lots of knife fights or like. Yeah. I mean, work. Cicero in the late seventies, early eighties oh, was right. just not safe. That's oh. where a corn pop hung out. <laughs> That's where drive bys happened. <laughs> And he used to play with his leg hairs that would float up and press him back down, turn blonde in the sun. What? It's where the breakdancers decided not what? to save the community center. You haven't heard that, Pat? 
No. I have not. <laughs> I will find that for you. No, we had a kiddie pool. We had a Mr. Turtle pool, and we had multiple kiddie pools. We didn't have a slip and slide until I was a father. And then I realized what an awful idea slip and slides were. <laughs> Propel your children yeah. on this wet piece of plastic. How do they stop? Uh, you know, gravity. <laughs> Attrition. Friction. Attrition. That's what stops them. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you all right? Yeah. I, I, I can't put a thought together. It must be I good. Just, I, just had, I just had a... <laughs> yeah? Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> poop corner? <laughs> yeah, go to the poop corner, Mike. No, I'm just like, like everything was great on the slip and slide until somebody put KY jelly all over it. Kid never stopped. <laughs> yeah, but those, those spikes that they used to hold it in there went in a lot easier. Ew. That's yeah. not where you're supposed to put the spikes, Joel. What the hell? Get your fat ass back here. Okay, what about chores? What about chores? What about chores? I had to pick up the poop, as we've already uh, described, which was fucking awful. Like, I I had to help my dad rake the leaves as well, but yeah, the dog poop was my main chore, and I fucking hated it. I almost always had to mow the lawn and take the trash out. Those are my two big things. My mom loves doing yard work so she was always the one doing the rest of it my dad didn't do any of it and my sister had to do it when she was being punished i the, mowing the yard was the 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 main thing um we had dogs but i i don't remember ever i think it was one of the situations where my mom ended up walking the most of the time uh one of the dogs would we just let out and he'd come back when he was done so never had any poop to pick up or anything like that but yeah, I mean, really, mowing mowing the yard was was the only real like yard work I had to do. Oh no, I take that back. <laughs> I don't know if this counts, but my dad we had a a buck stove in the living room, and so during the winter, my dad would want to make sure we had plenty of wood to to um, uh, keep it going. So I'd have to haul the wood up to the the front porch so that it would have a place to stay under the eaves, you know, if we wanted to use it in the buck stove during the winter. So I don't know if that counts as yard work, but that was a pain in the ass because it was fucking heavy and going up that hill was a bitch. Now, going back to, remember I said I was talking about the place we had in Wisconsin? The cabin that we had was surrounded by like 75-year-old oak trees. So every year in like, October-ish, we would go up there to rake leaves. And since it wasn't a place where we stayed at all the time, we would get there and the leaves would, no joke, be about up to my knee when I was like 14, 15 years old. You're up to your knees and leaves. Got leave knees. And we would rake them all into a big pile and burn that shit. To the point where my dad one year got well, the equivalent of a sunburn from what no, i'm i'm talking about a pile of leaves that was taller than me dude 
I mean, we would rake up leaves from, I mean, we remember we had like a couple acres there. So we'd rake all the leaves up from the back, bring them up to the top, put them in a giant pile, throw a little accelerant on there, throw a match on and just burn them. And there was one year I remember when, cause we would always go to eat at the Las Vegas restaurant in Antioch, Illinois. And the, the waitress at one point was like, you guys just smell like fire. Cause we would been in the smoke all day. That was one of the, one of the more fun yard uh, chores that I had that we had to do because it involved actually going somewhere, getting a cool restaurant and burning stuff. But like Josh said, the poop duty was terrible mowing the lawn because the, the backyard was pretty flat, but the side yard and the front yard was an angle and mowing the lawn on a cut, like a curved angle was always a pain in the ass. He said poop duty. <laughs> Called the poop duty. Oh, got the poop shovel. Get the poop rake. You're on poop duty. So the last question is: Any memorable things about yards after moving from childhood home through the through your college years? By the time my family got to college, we were well established in the house that we had for over thirty years. Finally. And that, you know, became the house for the family. My dad went through the whole trying to have a koi pond in his front yard. And that was way more work than he was anticipating. (laughs) Until he finally just gave up on it and just turned it into a pond pond. (laughs) (laughs) It went from there to him filling it in. Well, he gave it a try. Yeah. Yeah. He tried. He spent so much time and effort on that thing and he could never get it right and it was just so frustrating to him. Yeah, my my parents lived in that house for quite a while after I went to school. They eventually sold it as they got older. It was, you know, just too hard to to maintain and get up and down cuz you know, they're both well they're both in their 80s now, but and once I was gone and my brother was gone, there really was too much house for just the two of them, so they moved. But the one thing that I, I I do kind of remember was living in an apartment, the kind of joy of not having to mow a yard was kind of nice. And that's one of those things when I, when I, you know, weighing ownership versus renting is that if you're renting, you don't have to worry about yard work anymore. And that was definitely a, a bonus, although renting was the pain in the ass. But that that's all pre getting married and, and buying a home. Eventually. I'm trying to think about yards in college. I mean, do we count the quad as a yard? Do we count I mean, the triangle as a yard and that sort of thing? Or there was a yard at the apartment complex I lived in. Well, and plus, I, I know that my family moved right uh, while we were all at the dorms, and many of you went to my dad's yard at that house in Lagrange. That was the first time I had access to a pool. Nope, I remember that. I, I remember you and I think it was Pat and I going to uh, 
the uh, pool. It wasn't filled yet. It was shortly after they bought the house, and uh, I had a summer sausage and an M80. Yep, I was about to say that was where we as you blew do. shit up in the backyard. Blew shit up in the backyard. We blew up a, a summer sausage that was no longer good to eat, and we blew <laughs> up phone. a Sports Illustrated shoe phone. <laughs> yes. And I remember that when we blew up the summer sausage, it rocketed into the air and shot past my dog. <laughs> so you just saw his head. <laughs> this yep. flaming sausage shoots right by him. <laughs> that was some fast meat. But I, I do remember, I'm pretty sure it was at your house that we all went over and went swimming one time, though. Yes, like uh, eventually we did get the pool up and running, and yeah, we'd we'd gone swimming uh, a couple of times over there, a couple of different groups. Like I, I didn't real because I had to move back there after the apartment, and I didn't really move out of there until I moved uh, in with Sarah uh, into uh, Hyde Park, South Side of Chicago. Which, incidentally, the the house that we all lived in together. Really didn't have much of a yard to speak of. Yeah, a little tiny little bit of grass, barely bigger than our kitchen. And the rest of the backside was nothing but parking. And dirt. And dirt and urine. Yeah, my bad on the urine. <laughs> <laughs> you you were not alone. <laughs> I think it was a, a multiple uh, guy contribution on that one. There was yeah. that weird, weird New Year's Eve where we were playing Axis and Allies, and at midnight we were all pissing into the street and throwing beer bottles across the street. <laughs> That's a yard game. It's yeah, it's like it's like horseshoes, beer bottle, Jards. throwing. Yeah, it's like yeah, let's let's pee in the middle of a street and throw glass bottles so they explode. <laughs> not not our finest hour. Nope, but it makes a good story, and it was fun not, at the time. Not our best hour either, so. It's... Yeah, yards then. I don't know. Can we? I don't know. I'm trying to think about anything else that about the yards that we had and decorations. Did you guys do do uh, snowmen and that sort of thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did snowmen. Like, I would say most of my time in the yard, yeah, I, I did the football and the baseball, throwing it around with my dad thing. But either in the winter it was sledding and making snowmen, or in the summer it was probably when I was too old for the sandbox, mm. mostly laying in the grass and reading. Yeah, that's cool. And I forgot about, yeah, I mean, we we, we occasionally tried to build a, a snowman in the yard to varying degrees of success, depending on how much snow there was on the ground. All right, so I'm probably going to get shit for this one, but we did... Turkey carcass. Tur oh, yeah, turkey carcass, yes. <laughs> we we did the thing with the turkey carcass. But no, uh, wintertime, we, my brother, my sister, and I would go out and make snowmen, and one year I decided that I was going to make Opus the Penguin from uh, Bloom County. Oh. Yeah, on a snowman. So I went in, and I actually took... I got some spray bottles, mixed up food coloring of different colors and that sort of thing. I actually spray painted the penguin to make it look like actually the characters. So that was kind of cool. We did we did snowmen all the time. We enjoyed that sort of thing. Shoveling, that sort of thing, not so much. But uh, Oh, yeah. Shoveling I, sucked. I hate shoveling. 
I hate show. You know what the thing is? It's like I don't mind. I I don't like mowing the lawn, but I know that if I wake up the next morning, the lawn will not have spontaneously grown again. That's right? fair. Yeah, but well, if I shovel the shovel the driveway tonight, tomorrow morning, I got a good chance that that every every um, ounce of work that I did last night will be blown out of the way. Yep. Or it'll rain and then it'll snow again and then your unknown dangers await, especially at at the house I grew up in when one step and you're, again, you're out in the street, you know? What you need is a (laughs) flamethrower. You mean the not a flamethrower? I need a salt cannon. Not an assault cannon. A salt cannon. Yeah, that's exactly what it would sound like, too. <laughs> I was hoping for more of a, but, you know, <laughs> kind of slow. All right. I, I think we've I think we've gone to that's the end. It sounds like when you're loading it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get out of here before they start arguing about blowjob noises. <laughs> Nicolaj. 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 Voldemort. Wait, no, that's not the guy's name. <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> Pretty close. All right. When we get back, we're going to talk about our lawns now and now. All right. So post college, but before where you're currently living in, did you have yards? Did you have place to sit you know what what was your yard like well the the family house that i've talked about before that was located in shenandoah texas uh had the koi pond for a little while in the front a lot of trees everywhere and in the backyard there was a garden area my mom tried to maintain behind the garage and then the rest of the yard was taken up with trees and my dad's grill and smoker and other various sundries. Pretty standard. From the time that I moved out of Illinois at the apartment in Oak Park, I moved every year for the 10 years I was gone until I moved back to Illinois. So I had a lot of various yards. Most of them were apartments, but I did... Well, when I first moved to Kansas City, I had a referred to as the shack. It was a really small house that I helped remodel for my dad that then he let us rent it cheap. That was just this just a straight flat yard. Easy mow, no fuss, no muss. Only problem is it had some trees that like to fall over in ice storms. I hate much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, but oh the muss. That one was that one was easy. Now the the house that we moved into once uh Jude Juliana was born, that yard was a son of a bitch. Like it was there was divots all over the place. It was it, there was grass growing, so it looked nice and flat, but when you started walking, a good chance you were gonna roll your ankle a few times in the process of trying to mow it. It was a pain in the ass. I hated that yard for that reason. I liked it because it was fully fenced and it had some nice shade trees, but oh my God, it was such a nightmare trying to mow that thing. And uh, that one actually had 
concrete deck, not really a deck, a concrete patio, I guess is what is that the right word, which was nice, you know, because I liked hanging out there and, uh, you know, if we had anybody over or grilling or whatever, it was it was nice. But again, no, no, there were some toys that were left over from the previous owner that were disgusting that we had to throw out like they had one of those like plastic houses that they, the kids have. But yeah, no, no, no swing set or anything like that. The rest were all apartments. Yeah, that's pretty much where I was too with the apartments. Uh, uh, basically, until buying this house, there was nothing even resembling a yard remotely. Like, uh, I mean, our front yard was basically Lakeshore Drive in uh, Hyde Park. Don't mow that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I spent most of my adult life in apartments too. A couple houses here and there, but mostly. Mostly apartments. Yeah, the last, right. house, the last house I lived in before this one um, had a, it was a nice house, nice yard, had the whole thing. It was all landscaped and everything, and had like you know, stone footpaths and a, and a a balcony and a patio and a, and a deck and all that kind of stuff. That was nice. Am I right though? It's nice having somebody else mow that shit for you, right? Oh yeah, I get. I one hundred percent. I I do not do yard work. I always have somebody See, doing all the yard work. I hate yard work, but I will mow my lawn because I have said it before. There's forty five minutes to an hour of people just leave me the hell alone. Put my headphones on, put it on a podcast, put on music, and just walk back and forth for an hour. One time, I put on my. Uh, I turned on my GPS on my fitness tracker. <laughs> so you know where you were? And it was just like, I was like, I'm curious. I'm like, oh, what kind of pattern I do when I mow the lawn. So I put on the GPS and put my phone in my pocket on uh, Fitbit and that sort of thing. And the GPS was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, walking zigzag all over the place. And I, I've done things now because when I was, we lived in Oak Park. We didn't have a lawn. We had like a, uh, back patio type of thing and now that I have lawn, I've done a, I mean like I've mowed smiley faces in my front lawn I've done crisscross like checkerboard because I, who who's going to tell me no right mm-hmm. you know, we don't have an uh, HOA and even if we did I'd be like the bane of their existence the only time that I really have problems with it is when it gets so dry that I mean this whole Every now and then we'll have dry summers. Right now we have a dry summer. My my lawn is straw right now. Yeah, and ditto. I don't care. And it's funny because like we we had like uh the code enforcement guy one year. He came by and I was out front. Now we had flowers out front. I'm like, I paid money for the flowers. You know, grass, I don't really it's there. I don't just, I don't really pay for it, but we bought flowers, we bought bushes and that sort of thing. So I had, I had filled up in the middle of a drought. I took one of those watering cans, filled it up full of water and was watering the flowers out front. I remember having a code enforcement guy show up and he's like, what you doing? I'm like I'm watering my flowers. You know, there's a drought, right? And I'm like, yeah, but I looked at the rules and I can get this watering can and I can water the flowers that I paid for. Yeah, you got to watch on that. I'm like, if you're going to give me a ticket, give me a ticket. But in the meantime, I'm going to point out that my neighbor 
has a verdant green lush lawn and everybody else is straw because he waters his lawn at two in the freaking morning because he's got like one of those systems. Oh, yeah. I'm like, so it was like you'd go through the cul-de-sac and be like brown lawn, brown lawn, brown lawn, green, brown lawn, brown lawn. I'm like, why are you bugging me? out here with a watering can watering one th- one hanging plant obviously you should water your plants at 2 a.m <laughs> right seriously but i know that's actually something that like you could do out like there's certain times you can't use water by us i there's there's rules and it has to do with all right you know is your um is your house number odd or even and I don't have. I don't even know what the freaking day of the week it is. Much less what if I'm out or even house. Yeah, that's odd. We, we don't have anything like that out here. Yeah, they have a rule like you can only you can water your lawn on odd days if you have an odd number of house and even days if you have an even number of house. So, but I mean, thankfully, I don't really give a shit about my lawn because it's grass. It'll grow back once there's a rain. So I'm not like worried about impressing anybody, which kind of pisses off my neighbor with the verdant green lawn because he's got everything like perfect and he's that guy. He's that guy. Now uh, I used to mow my lawn, but now we pay for somebody to do it. Let's see how much does that cost you to have somebody and how often do they come out? They're supposed to come out once a week. They don't always and we don't pay them if they don't show, obviously. Mm. And uh, it's for both the front and the back. And you've seen my yard. It's not a small yard. Yeah. 30 bucks. No shit. Wow. Yeah. That's not bad. Huh. It's not bad at all. Yeah. Ba- basically, like, yeah, they're super inconsistent about it, but we're getting what we're paying for. Hmm. That, that's kind of my f- feeling on it. I could get behind that. But the thing is, like, I have I have a ride on mower which I really don't need for the lawn that I have. But my, one of my neighbors moved away and he's like, I'm ah, moving to a condo. Then I don't, I don't need this anymore. So you want it for a couple hundred bucks. So I, it has, a, it has a, uh, you know, a, a can holder. So if I'm not feeling it, I just hop on that and drive around and <laughs> it, it, it hauls. I mean, it'll go. I mean, you'd be like George Jones and drive to the liquor store. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll put it on full speed and just zip back and forth around there. I don't even care anymore. It's just like, oh, in a bush. Bush is gone. Yeah, there's one less thing I gotta take care of. Uh, one of the things that I really do hate is insects. Like wasps and that sort of thing that are popping up on my lawn or popping up like under the alcoves in my house that make me just being able to sit outside not have to look like I'm having some sort of a uh, spasm attack. But, uh, yeah, I am not a fan. I don't think anybody is of wasps. Yeah. Stinging insects. I've never in my life been stung and I would like to keep that going. <laughs> I mean, same thing. Only, uh, I've never in my life died. And Ooh. not like, cause I'm allergic. Oh, which, Contributes to my terror of wasps. See, I've been stung, but I like one year I went out back and we had the gas grill 
and I was going to check the, uh, you know, how the, the gas canister reached underneath, and apparently a bunch of yellow jackets decided to make a nest underneath that thing, and they all attacked. I mean, all right, so if you're looking from, like, my backyard neighbor, so Mike reaches underneath the gas grill to see how much gas is in the tank, and then is running around the backyard punching himself in the arm. <laughs> it's it's another Saturday. As you do. Yeah. Basically how it turned out. What's wrong with that boy? It turns out that they had put a nest on there and they all kind of get me right at my elbow, in the inside of my elbow. These wasps, they just get me. Yeah. <laughs> it sucked. So I mean but my whole um arm went numb. That kind of sucked too. It makes for an interesting uh, jerk-off session, huh? It's a stranger. Dude. What? Everybody knows you don't jerk off yellow jackets. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Point like I shouldn't taken. even have to say that. <laughs> Point taken. Oh, I I mow the, the house I, I have now, which I've been here eight years almost. Uh, I, I mow it. I don't pay anybody else to do it. It, it's it's a fairly big yard for because uh, there's like no there's no houses on on any side of this house like all the lots didn't sell so I'm kind of this little island in the middle of this section of of the, the neighborhood I, I have a love hate relationship with it you know it's it's kind of zen mowing the yard because you know you're you know back and forth and you know you're you're seeing it kind of go from being all overgrown to being nice and pretty and flat and freshly shorn. But at the same time, I fucking hate it, especially when it's, you know, 90 degrees out and you're sweating balls. And so, yeah, there's a certain pride and ownership that drives me to do it. But at the same time, there's been times where I'm like, you know, if somebody offered, I might take them up on it. But uh, yeah, nobody's ever coming knocking. Pay, so. pay somebody wants to do your yard, and they'll come be, back. You'll be hooked. <laughs> yeah, that was I. I was with you and Mike on the uh, like. I'll just do it myself. Why do I got to pay somebody? Then I, then I tried it. Yeah. <laughs> and the first time you look out your window and you see somebody mowing, you're like, "Oh, I'm in here. Yeah. He's out, out there." there. <laughs> but but at the same time. I'm not out there with people leaving me alone, drinking a beer. And see, know. I like the people in my house. There's only one people in my house. <laughs> see, I got a bunch of people in my house. I got I a do bunch too, of but I shut myself up in my bedroom. Yeah, I got a bunch of people in my house, and I got a phone, and I got all that other stuff going on. But I mean, I actually had the kids in the neighborhood that would come back, come by to me, like, "Hey, yeah, Mister Mike, I was wondering if I can mow your lawn for." I was like, why are you asking me to mow my lawn? Cause, and and he, the kid looks at me dead in the eye and goes, because I know you hate it. Like, <laughs> you are not wrong. He's got your number. I mean, I was like, uh, dude, here you go. Knock it out. But uh, it was so cool because at one point we had like neighbors on one side of the house and they had the, the son who was mowing lawns for 10 bucks. And then we had kids on the other side. Remember when I had the, the kids, the neighbors that had the 12 kids? Yep. Well, mm-hmm. they would come. They would come over and be like, "Hey, Mister Mike, can we mow your lawn for you?" I'm like, "Ah, you know, that guy on the other side of the house, he said he'd do it for ten bucks." 
Uh, you, guys are te- you guys are telling me 12. Holy crap. Did I getting more? I ruined the ecosystem of the cul-de-sac, man, <laughs> because the kids were like, I mean, I almost I was expecting like to be like the, the sharks and the jets out in front of my house. I'm like, dude, guys, it's like 10 bucks. Seriously, here's 10 bucks. Fight over it. Mow my lawn. I don't even care. Another time I told <laughs> this was genius. They were like, oh, we need to get some money. I'm looking to get some money. I'm like, I'll tell you what. Here's my little you, you ever get one of those weed things where it's green, got the handle and you like you put it over the weed and step on it and then you pull the weed out. No, what? No, Mm-mm. none of you. It's fantastic. It's like if you have like uh like a thistle bush or something, you put it right on. T- it's got like four or five spikes, and a uh they come out of the bottom. You put it on the ground, right in the center of the weed. You step on it, and the spikes go in, but they angle inside. And then when they after you step on it, you just pull the thing out, and it pulls pulls the whole weed out without you having to like grab it yourself and get. So it's kind of like like when you're putting a new hole in on a golf course. One of those things. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Kind of like so, a German porn. No, they're not adding no. holes when they do that. <laughs> Typically. See, again, you went that way. We kept going this way. There was one time where the kids next were like, yeah, we need to make some money. We need blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, I'll tell you what. I will give you a nickel for every weed <laughs> that you pull out of my lawn. And I gave them this thing in a bucket. <laughs> and that was the best five bucks I ever spent. <laughs> it has turned your yard into Swiss cheese. Oh, I don't even care. I threw, I, I just walked. I mean, they did completely Swiss cheese my lawn, but I had no dandelions. I had no thistles. I went out there with the bag, just threw seed all over the place. And like, hey, Mr. Tesky, here's all the way. I'm like, count them up. Like, what do you got? All right, here's $5.15. There you go. And they looked at me and they looked at the money and they were like, we've been taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was worth it for the one time, especially for the look on their face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind mowing the lawn, but I'll tell you, like digging flower beds and that sort of thing—it's not my thing. I'm with you. We uh, we had a bunch of junk trees that started growing around the yard, and there was a bush that was in front of the in the front of the house that spanned the the length of both the windows to each of the kids rooms because there's a front door and then there's you know the the kids rooms are right next to each other sounds like the druid trying to come back exactly (laughs) he's following me that fucker uh laura and i and 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 uh her dad came out uh he had a chainsaw and and a big truck to we were going to try and you know dig it and then pull it out using his truck that thing, it was like five hours of trying to get that thing out of there. It's gone now, thankfully. But I'll take mowing any day of the week versus digging up trees and trying to get them so they're enough out that you can cover them up and you know put tree or root killer in there so that they don't come back. So you know, I mean that, and I'm cheap, so I'd I'd rather have the the thirty bucks in my pocket get a little exercise than to uh to not have the 30 bucks and not get the exercise (laughs) you know so but yeah fuck trees i'd rather spend the 30 dollars and stay my ass inside yeah but where you are it's like a hundred and exactly 
I mean, Chicago, Chicagoland area is a little bit different. It's still pretty awesome to be inside instead of mowing the lawn. <laughs> I, don't, I like being outside, man. I mean, I, I, if I'm outside, I'm cooking meat or watching the dogs run around, like or, or watching the dogs cook meat. <laughs> or watching if they the meat would, run around. sure. <laughs> If you thought you could trust them with the grill, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like the this weekend, Josh. Like, flip it! It flip it! It's burning. <laughs> no, don't eat it. Yeah, they've been pre-licked for your pleasure. Ew. The the meat, the meat. <laughs> that, that doesn't make it that much better, really. <laughs> yeah, I, we have the raised garden beds. I think this year we've gone up to one, two, three. Lots. <laughs> there, there might be nine or ten uh, garden beds. And traditionally, before Sarah drove, my thing was driving her to Home Depot to get all the crap, and she did the rest of it. <laughs> now she can drive, so yeah, I don't I do much of any. Like, I'll occasionally pick a tomato if I want to eat a tomato. <laughs> that, that's as far as I go with it. And I frequently don't even get anywhere near the garden beds because of the bee allergy. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, like I, I I have to be careful if I'm picking fresh basil or anything more complicated than a single tomato. I, I discovered that if you let cucumbers grow too uh, long, they will grow to the size of a small baseball bat and they will be completely inedible. <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> I see. Here's the thing: <laughs> is that occasionally my father-in-law will come out, and this is the yard. This is a yard thing. My father-in-law will come out and decide that he's going to help. Help is in quotes, <laughs> and he like I, I'll, I'll be at work. He'll come out to the house visiting that sort of thing. Oh, I'm just gonna go outside, and then like I may have planted flowers. In the back flower, in the back bed, you know, flower bed, and with just like butterfly flowers, anything that does pollen, you know, gives the bees and get the butterflies out there, get that stuff rolling, right? Well, in the meantime, he will go to the store and buy like a zucchini plant. Not tell me that he's planting zucchini in the middle of my flower bed. In the meantime, three weeks later, I come back and there's suddenly all these green dicks all over the place. <laughs> Those like, green dicks are delicious. That <laughs> is, I mean, granted, to the choir, man. A little bit of olive oil, a little bit of salt, saute them just right. Those green dicks are delicious, but it's surprising when you're not expecting them. Oh, yes, green dicks can be surprising. <laughs> nobody likes the surprise green dick. <laughs> well, not nobody. He makes a point. There's at least two, and Pat. It's a fair cop, I guess. And you've derailed me. I don't know where to take this. Yeah, we went to a weird spot. Yeah. Let's talk about my Incredible Hulk fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) More green dick, sure. Let's go ahead. (laughs) Fifty Shades of Grey, here we come. Fifty Shades of Green. Oh. It was right there, Joel. Yeah. So I see the the next question here about do you use your yard for recreation with kids or or pets? The first thing we did after we moved in this house was build a fence in the backyard because it was, you know, just wide open field of 
straight to our back door, sliding glass back door. And there's a high school on the other side of the house. So, you know, the kids in the neighborhood would walk to the the high school through our yard. So the first thing we did was build a fence. Keep those damn kids off your yard. I kind of kept the <laughs> yep, kept the deterrent for the get off my lawn. Uh, but it, it but it also gave a spot for, you know, the the dogs to go out and run around. So it's nice because now I don't have to worry about walking the dogs anymore. And I just open the door, let them go out, and they like to lay on the grass and sun themselves or lay on the, the back steps. And it's nice. The The kids are at the age where they really don't go outside and, and play anymore. I mean, when we first moved here, they were younger. and But I'm I'm one of those guys that I don't worry about picking up the shit in the backyard because it, you know, it's fertilizer. You mow over it. I don't go back there very often unless I'm using the grill or I'm mowing. So that's that's not a thing. But having a fence is just... If if I ever move, which I'm not planning on it at this point, but if I ever move for any reason, I'm definitely moving somewhere where there's a fence because I don't want to have to go back to walking the dog. I've never understood not having a fence. Right? Yep. That's uh, one thing that we, we don't visit the in-laws that much, like stay at their place because we need some place to put the dogs and they don't have a fence. And Chewie's a runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, my anxiety does not tolerate that very well. He's almost gotten away in an unfamiliar place once already. Yeah, that's terrifying. We don't have a dog. We don't have a fence. But we got two pine trees with a... They don't run as much as dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But those green dicks. <laughs> yeah, green dicks are running all over the place. We've got uh, two pine trees with a hammock in between. And just recently, I have assembled a pergola? Pergola? Oh, yeah, pergola. Pergola. It's the best damn thing I've put up ever. Nope. Got it on my back patio. It's got like a slidey uh, tarp type thing. So you'll have, if it comes up on the east, you pull it down on the east and you can sit out there and not bake like a turkey. Going down on the west, you pull it down on the on the right, on the other side. And, you know, it's, it's really nice. I, I love a pergola for my deck, but uh, the house just unfortunately isn't constructed in a way that that, that is reasonable mm. not pergola friendly not pergola friendly yes yeah i like your backyard though in your house like mm-hmm. you got that the 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 three three four season three season porch I don't know what three, you call it. three seasons room yeah it's great for entertaining which is awesome during a pandemic and the deck <laughs> right <laughs> and you've got that nice deck and everything yeah i mean I, I could see you guys having something i could see something like that in your yard but yeah i get why it wouldn't necessarily make sense Yeah, I had to look up pergola though because I was like, I know the word, but I can't think of what you're thinking. All I could picture was a gazebo. Yeah, it's it's not a gaz- It's not really like it's. Imagine four posts with a uh, connected with a bunch of um, bars across the top, and then like a canvas or a, a like a, a we right ours is like kind of like a nylon mesh that you can slide back and forth depending on where the sun is. Now. The catch is, is I've been actually sitting outside working for the last couple of weeks since I'm working from home. You know, might as well sit outside, get, you know, in the morning, get myself a nice coffee in the afternoon, get myself a nice drink, work on stuff while I'm working. And I uh, discovered that I have, I sent you guys a picture of this. IBS. IBS, yes. <laughs> That's what I sent you guys, my pictures of my IBS. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, I have an infestation of chiggers in my backyard. Right. And they're, while they're not as awful as ticks, they they get on your skin, they spit whatever it is they spit on your skin, and you kind of like get a red spot. And I've discovered and looking more about them, they migrate. So the spot that I have this day may not be actually where the bug is right now. They may be somewhere else. So I've been, they're eating my flesh, which is great. Always like that, yeah. Yeah. And the only way to get rid of them is by either take, there's something you can take that'll get rid of them from the inside out, or you can take nail polish and paint over all the little red spots on your feet when you get attacked by the chiggers, in which case the chiggers will then asphyxiate because they're not getting any air, die, and then your body just absorbs their little dead bodies. I remember that picture now. I know what you're talking about. I right? could not, yeah. I ran out of clear nail polish, and so I I look like I'm wearing clown shoes <laughs> because I only had, like, fuchsia. <laughs> I was like, hey, girls, what kind of nail polish you got? And they're like, what are you going to do? I'm going to put it all over my ankles. And I'm like, all right, here's the shit. So they give me this fuchsia nail polish. So it looks like I'm wearing clown shoes, but I'm actually barefoot. (laughs) (laughs) The good news, it doesn't itch as much anymore because it it itched so much the other night that I could not sleep. Like I took two Benadryl and was still not able to sleep. I I have sprayed my lawn down with stuff that's going to kill it and that sort of thing. But you know what? I don't mind mosquitoes too much because you can put out a zapper. You can get put down some spray in your ankles and that sort of thing. But these things, God bless it. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah, kind of sucks. I mean, it's not not like getting like bit by a brown recluse or anything like that. But same time. What is overwhelmed by roaches or whatever? Yeah. Oh, God. Why'd they say that? You know what the worst thing is like when you've got like a pipe in the middle of your backyard and you open it up? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And you just get overrun with them and you think you're crawling all over your body for the whole day. (laughs) Why would you test him out loud? It's like this. Like the the troops fleeing from Hanoi. Uh. Is running up the uh, uh. so <laughs> now I need to take a shower. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can still see the gold one just standing at the top staring at me. Uh there's a gold one? There was. He was like the king. Yeah, I was gonna say in my experience, you needed to catch that one. That one's special. <laughs> in a video game, that's the, that's worth twice the amount of experience. Oh. Yeah, he doesn't spawn very often. I'm so itchy right now. <laughs> you you cannot you cannot bring this up now without explaining the whole thing. Oh no! I'll tell no, it. I don't want to live through that again. That would. It was okay. in your yard, man. Yeah. You were yard. having a plumbing issue, and I thought that if I checked out the sewer line, it might have an answer. And the answer was no. The, the answer was, yeah. 
It was it was the universe belching no <laughs> from the sewer line as I popped the top of the sewer and just a a living wave of cockroaches just flooded out. Ugh. Like they were invading Normandy. <laughs> and just crawled everywhere in every direction in the entire yard. I mean I could just look around the yard and just see the blades of grass just flickering as they were as they're running around. Some say they're still running today. Uh blades some... of grass my ass. And some... at one point I felt some of them crawling up my pant leg inside of my pants and I just uh and I right. freaked out like a man on fire. There's one on the back of your neck right now. Oh, shut up. Check your pillow. <laughs> and they were just, oh, it was just, they were everywhere. And I just went in the house and got as much bug killer stuff as I could and just sprayed your whole brain down. fire down <laughs> on them. <laughs> oh. I am the judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I, went in, I went in the house just freaking out and my my mom and my sister are both so what 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 and i didn't say a word i walk out with just like six cans of everything <laughs> he sprayed pam all over the road <laughs> i'm just one step one short step close of just grabbing grenades and popping them and just dropping them down there no 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 kill it with fire <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that was horrid. More roaches than I've ever seen in my life. Of every kind and every size and every color, apparently. Oh. And the gold one mocking you. It was just like a, at the top of the thing, just looking out over the field like, yes, run my <laughs> children. Ugh. <laughs> oh. This this show is taking a lot of weird turns, man. Rocha Doom. Uh, I don't like Rochas either, man. Rochas are... Yeah. For him, it was a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had, when I was working in the office building in uh, River North area of Chicago, someone in the building cracked a pipe. Like, one of the one of the suites had a hole in their pipe, which of course in Chicago released all the roaches across just the whole place. I remember there was one morning I came in, got my coffee, poured my coffee, sitting down at my desk, trying to answer my emails, drink my coffee, and then one the uh, girl who worked the front desk, she comes over to me and she goes, Excuse me, I'm like, yeah. I need you to kill something. Like <laughs> This is not the way I thought this morning was going to go, but I'll follow you because it's more more entertaining than emails that I'm answering right now. There you, was you stand up. You're like, I won't do women and children. What? Nothing. This is just like Hanoi. Uh, <laughs> but no, I got up. She takes me. She's like, Can you just? I just need you to kill this one thing. There was a four and a half, five inch long cockroach. On the handles of the women's room. <laughs> and they're like, we can't go in. I'm like, I'm laying a bet whatever's behind that door. You don't want nothing to do with anything. Right. <laughs> this is what's guarding it. <laughs> yeah. 
This is a small one compared to what's probably on the other side of that door. But hey, past that door, it's not my problem. So it was like I took a piece of cardboard, slapped it on the in the ground, threw the cardboard on the ground, then stomped on the cardboard, and you heard the pop. And yeah. even I wasn't sure that it was dead. Yeah, when those when those th- suckers get get that big, man, like it, you can't just step on them. You just make them mad. You just piss them off at that point. And burning down the building was not an option. I I was told apparently burning things because of cockroaches is not acceptable in today's like, society. Some of those roaches are so like genetically superior that like you can spray them down with a raid and they're literally just it's like it just won't kill them. It's just it's like it's like old spice. It's, it's like cocaine to them. They're like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yards, cockroaches, here we are. Here we are. What else are we going to talk about? I was going to say, are are we through the list of questions? We have one more. Was there one more? I think there was the one about... Yeah, we talked about yard work and paying somebody to do it. Yeah, so if If you you had the money and free time, what would you change about your yard right now? Mine is pretty simple. It just would be the size. There's like... No front yard and no backyard to this place at all, and it sucks for Lucy. I want, I would like her to have a place to run. Lucy, your mom, right? <laughs> Lucy, my, my dog. <laughs> have fun, mom. Be free. <laughs> Clean up your poop when you're done. Go to the poop <laughs> corner. <in> the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, God. oh man! I mean, the one th- the 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 big project we would like to do is we'd like to build a deck where the the big bush used to be in the front yard, and you know, be able to sit out there in the morning, you know, drink coffee, and just kind of enjoy the outside a little bit, and possibly do more in the back to make it possibly create a deck or or something more than what's there now, which is just grass. That's long term goals. And I think the front yard's doable. Nice. Uh, I mean, my yard is in pretty good shape. But because uh, we've got the fire pit out there, we've got uh deck. Uh, obviously, there's some maintenance and repairs that probably need to be done to some of that. And uh, Sarah's working on a project to replace the grass with clover and put down a lot more rocks around the raised beds so that uh, we pretty much don't have to mow or pay anyone to do it at all. We've just got green back there. Clover's becoming very popular. Yeah. Yeah. What I would like for the backyard, if, if I had unlimited money and time, I, I, I've had a hot tub in the backyard before. I'd kind of like one again. That'd be kind of awesome. Yeah, it was great at my dad's place right before I moved out. I, I did like the hot tub. Hot tubbing. Get hot tub. In the hot tub. Even in the winter. Like, you think, that? oh, I'm only going to use that in the summer, in the spring, and the fall. Nope. No, you fucking deal with it. Hot tubs are awesome. Yeah. I mean, That's one of the things I miss about uh, Gen Con is not doing the hot tub. Not the hot tub. Hi. We used to do the hot tub every year, and then it kind of fell apart. Yeah. You know, we got too busy. Well, 
And I mean, there's a once you've been in a hot tub without a bunch of nerds that you got to kick out of it, <laughs> like nerds you don't know. Yeah, like well, it, we'd, we'd have to go and take the hot tub over before anybody got to it. All nine of us. Yeah, that's true. That the, we did that one year, and that was kind of awesome. I I have that back corner of my of my yard where the fire pit is, and if I had my way, I would just tear up all the grass out there and put in like wood chip and make make it like a whole fire pit seats benches that sort of thing where we can just throw some wood in the pit burn some shit and chill out roast some marshmallows hot dogs or whatever because i mean like like you guys know my family's very outdoorsy Mm -hmm. so i think that that to me is very comforting just being able to sit outside by a campfire and you know just chill i'm looking for a yeah, place i can definitely get behind that it's the you know i don't want to be the one having to you know mow that yard to hang out in it oh yeah yeah i don't mind i mean the mowing is i mean let's say if i had enough money i would pay somebody to mow it all the time but i want like a nice fire pit area in my backyard that's that's my thing well, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of have that, but we barely finished it, and we're going to finish it off this year, and now we've got seating for eight when there are <laughs> two of us. <laughs> and uh, we kind of let it get overgrown this summer because there's no point in, like, busting ass to get all the weeds out, relay the a better weed barrier, and transfer better rocks over. Right. When there's just two of us that could sit around the, the pit. But, right. Like next year, that's going to be pretty awesome. I hope. Yeah. I fell into the pit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yards. I think we've plucked that enough. Pluck to be pluck yard. Mow yard. Pluck the yard. Pluck the yard. I did, no. I don't think you pluck the yard. Maybe you could pluck. No. I mean, yard, yards shouldn't be feathered. so uh joel what do we got coming up next week next week we are uh doing something i'm kind of excited about we're heading to westworld oh we've been wanting to do that show for so long yeah and i'm so glad that we are finally ready to talk about it uh if you have anything you'd like to say to us about westworld or Really, anything else? Tell us about your yard. What's cool about your yard? Maybe there's a big yard-related topic we didn't get to in this 90 minutes. Uh, let us know. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yeah, let us know about your swings and stuff. And definitely come out, find us on Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podchaser. Where's, where's, what's that new one again, Josh? Good Pods. Good Pods. Find Good us Pods. On- yes, I was yeah. muted. Good pods. Find us on Good Pods and uh, follow uh, follow us and see what we listen to, which may be kind of weird, but I think we'll be coming from all points of the uh, all points of the compass on our podcasting choices. Um, but yeah, definitely go to uh, Pod Chaser, or leave us a review, leave us a review on Pod. I'm not Pod on Apple Podcasts. There's so many Pod words, and uh, you know what? Yeah. Give us a call. Like Josh said, we really appreciate your phone calls and that sort of thing. And we're looking forward to uh, next week where we talk about Westworld, which I have just started watching. 
I got questions. <laughs> we all do. Mostly starting with what the hell. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, we will be back next week. And thanks for listening. Pat, have you started? We're talking Westworld. Hello. All right. Hi. <laughs> Man, it helps if you turn your headphones on. I guess they were on when I put them on, and when I ch- thought I turned them on, I turned them off. Oops. What an adventure. Oh, there were hills and crannies and valleys and nooks. and You laughed, you cried. There was a cul-de-sac. And... God damn. I'm still lost in that story. <laughs> But we all came out the other side, best friends. Aww. <laughs> we learned a little about ourselves. Turns out the real headphones were the friends we made along the way. 